You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. It's so important at every stage of your funnel to be nurturing your audience where they are showing up on platforms they use and making access to content information simple for them to find. You often have heard me speak before about showing up where your audience is and that you don't need to be on all the platforms, just the ones that they're hanging out on. It's also important that in our sales funnels, we maximize our opportunity to have people show up where we need them to, like on a webinar, for example, or actually opening that email sequence that you sent them. We also want to not have to do all this stuff manually all the time and be sending the same text, email or DM over and over and over again. I mean, we've all been there, right? I know I have. And you know what a great way is to do all of this? Chatbots. Now, I know there are so many examples of people using them badly. God knows I have seen many, but there are also people using them really well. And some of the statistics around open rates and engagement is quite literally mind-blowing. When you consider that Facebook Messenger alone has 1.3 billion users worldwide, the capabilities of reaching people in a simple app that they use every single day, multiple times a day, is so untapped. And I believe if you're not considering how to maximize the functionality of chatbots, then you are going to miss the boat, my friend. Think about all the ways you get instant reminders these days and how bloody useful that is. I mean, my regular U-Foods order, that dress I ordered online, appointment reminders, they're all often sent by text or message on messenger-based platforms to get you the information that you need when you need it. Plus, It means that I never miss a boat to hide my latest internet purchase from my husband. And that's also increasingly useful. But alas, guys, I am not the expert here. So in walks Aoife, the owner of Yarnly.ai, a digital marketing consultant that builds chatbots. Yarnly is a full-size chatbot and voice agency that helps brands evolve their marketing, sales, and customer service strategy with an appetite for innovation using artificial intelligence to drive customer connection. They support digital marketers to evolve their strategy with new emerging technology. And on top of that, Aoife is one of the coolest humans around who has some of the best Instagram posts that I absolutely love to read. And that's who I'm interviewing today for you guys. And we will cover all things chatbots, why you need them, how to use them, how to ensure they sound human and not icky and robotic and much, much more. But before we get into the episode, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by my social media and digital membership, The Social Collective, which is quite literally the coolest online hangout around. If you're a big-hearted brand that wants to have a standout online presence, level up your social media, grow your personal brand, and have a sexy signature sales system while still being yourself in the process, again, no icky sales practices around here, then this is for you, my friend. 
with a plug and play learning system of existing lessons and training plus an ongoing delivery of new ones. Live video support, masterclasses, you name it, we've got it. It's simply one of the best learning methods around. And if you're someone that needs all the guesswork taken out of it, then we've got that too. Templates, planners, cheat sheets, content calendars, image templates, caption templates, you name it, we've got it. With a Facebook community full of cheerleaders ready to welcome you in for less than $2 a day, you won't get this value anywhere else. But no, I'm not going to throw in steak knives with this one, guys. You've just got to join us and enjoy the ride. You can find all the details for the membership and the links to connect with Aoife over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the social hub forward slash 39. And as always, that's 39 spelt with letters, not numbers. I'm going to hand it over to the episode, guys. Enjoy. Welcome, Aoife, to our, the podcast today. Aoife's the founder of Yarnly, and I'm really, really looking forward to delving into the topic of, you know, chatbots or is messenger marketing, is that what some people might, might call it as well, and, and really looking at how that can, um, what that can do for your business and, and for your marketing, because it really is something that not many people specialize in, but I've known the power of Messenger for a very long time and I think when done well, because I think we've all had experiences with chatbots that haven't been done well, but when done well, they really complement your business. So um, really looking forward to delving into this one today and, and kind of opening the eyes to people listening to the concept of this and what it can do for them. So before we get started with some really cool questions I've got lined up for you, can you introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about you and Yanli? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, as you said, I'm Aoife, the founder of Yarnly, and we are a company that develops, creates chatbots, and basically we help businesses improve their marketing, their sales, their customer experience by leveraging messaging or chat um, via mobile. Um, yeah, so the journey of Yarnly, to near year and a half now, um, I specialized in or went, delved into chatbots and what it meant, what I needed to know, what I needed to upweight my skill set on. Um, I was 10 years in social and digital prior to that and I just found right I can see the shift in consumer behavior how we as people are communicating with mobile devices in our back pocket Um, and it excited me and because it was attainable that's what it excited me more I think that well I know the last two years the third party applications tools like um, ManyChat, ChatFuel, MobileMonkey have just bolted out of the gates, enabling and empowering, you know, marketers basically to get involved. So, what do marketers do? They ruin everything. So, to your <laughs> bad experience is absolutely one hundred percent. But we need to put it in context as well. It's kind of like um, the analogy I'm using lately is like you're judging me on my first. Uh, eight posts on my Instagram account when I started my business, you know, it's because we're like in our infancy, but, um, and because I think I see so many small to medium businesses, which I a love using the technology because it is plug and play, but you need to kind of know what you're doing to make it a good experience. So I really do want to empower people, but also that doesn't help the experiences that largely people can be having without strategy, without education, 
Um, and that's kind of where we are in the position right now, right? People, I had to go to the States to get educated. I joined a cohort over there for six months to learn the ins and outs of just the whole shebang, right? Um, so eventually that will start to evolve that education piece to help support small to medium businesses. Who knows, we might be playing a part in that. So um, yeah, it, it's good. It's an exciting space. It's definitely a space for um, businesses to consider, not be scared of, um, because there's power in it, Yeah, as you said. 100%. And you're, you're a mum. You've got a little three-year-old. I do. Yeah, yeah. And whereabouts do you live? Sydney. You're in Sydney, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm Irish. I've been here 10 yes. years. So yeah, <laughs> can't get rid of the accent. I love the Irish accent. My uncle's wife is Irish and I don't know, there's like some sort of pentameter to Irish, um, like, you know, you know, the, the, the tone, I don't know. It's, I just find it really like, I love listening to Irish people speak. You, you always have this like really, I know, I know Irish people can, can be fiery, but normally you've got this beautiful, like calm, like pentameter to your voice that just makes me kind of just, oh, that's so nice. Listen to it. I'm from Cork as well. So it's yeah. the capital of Ireland. Um, yeah, we're very uh, singy. Yeah. yeah. A few wines and you won't be able to understand a thing I oh, say. <laughs> we, we will be fast friends because I love karaoke. I love a good thing. So if ever we get to catch up in person, we will have a, a fine time. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. A fine yeah. time. <laughs> so first of all, can you just, let's just like cut right back to basics. Cause there's a lot of people out there that still don't really even understand what a chatbot is and what it does. So can we, can you just explain for those people, what is a chatbot and what does it do? Yeah. Um, I kind of want to actually really strip it back and it's going to reference um, your content. Actually, I think a post yesterday about DMs and direct messaging and what that you was today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm timed has no, uh, no timeline in my, my world. <laughs> so that's perfect because essentially everyone in, you know, that is leveraging the power of social media and certainly on Instagram, really understands the power of communication and making relationships and building that. So whether you know it or not, and you're actually cultivating and encouraging people to have conversations in your DM, you actually have a chat strategy, whether you know it or not. So that's really back to basics. So essentially what a bot can do is automate that process. It's not stripping the human element away from it. It's actually just injecting, um, the immediacy of the question. So I know I'm a mom, I'm a three-year-old, I'm a distracted user, she cries, the dog barks, the doorbell rings, don't know what's going on. I'm wanting to communicate something to a brand or a business. I know if I go into a a DM that has a chatbot associated with that, that I can be having a conversation and it will pause for me until I'm ready to continue that. So that's kind of the leverage of basically enabling and empowering a consumer to have the conversation on their terms. What that does from a human perspective, because I'm Yarnley stands by, you know, we build bots with human connection. It's not um, diminishing that automation or that um, kind of relationship that you're having with the customer. It actually escalates it faster because you're giving answers to the customer in on their terms, on their time. Um, in the moment they need it, let's say 3 a.m. in the morning. And then you can pre-qualify that segment of, of, you know, 
let's say you're coming into an econ store and I just wanted to know about beauty regimes rather than versus their clothing. And I have multiple questions that you answered, but then that needed to get escalated to the human. When the human gets that and you'll get an immediate notification to that specific human that looks after that area of the business, again, pre-qualified that user to the person at the end rather than the distribution happening from a, a human really at the start. Yeah. Um, you can, you can get answers effectively. I think, I suppose coming back to a, what's available to us for really a plug and play nominal is, is coming back to the advancement in the tech. So many chat, for instance, let's take that as the platform of choice. You can have a free account and you plug it into your Facebook messenger Um enabling them building out funnels for what your intent is of the user journey. So if they click a certain unique URL, they can buy a product through that experience in chat um again it's specific to that particular content piece so it's like if it's beauty again you can see a video of an influencer using that particular toner and then um you know that's creating a real personal specific piece of content so if you take your instagram feed when you're building that connection and you know having relationships with influencers or or even as a brand yourself like tribe skincare does it really well the you know the owner gets on and she'll display whatever toner is um but you can actually attribute that to the product as well so if i just was interested in one product and i wanted to see an influencer video on that or a real person video on it you can have that experience nurtured and you don't have to you know scroll down multiple boxes to see different content there's a lot of power in that um again from the communication and the, the automation side is that if the user drops out like an abandoned cart for instance or if they stop watching your video or they didn't actually follow through to purchase or do something in the chatbot, we can send out an automated message specifically to their mobile again, you know, identifying what they didn't do and pick up that message again. There's again, so it's it's similar to if you have already an email sequence that does that, where people are quite familiar with that experience now, it's really just taking it to mobile and message. And that's the power of bots and using that technology. Basically, it's... Um, cutting through from having to go into an email you're cutting through directly to someone's a user's um device now people have questions about oh are you um being too intrusive or text messages and things like that then that's where you have to come through with strategy and you have to identify what the user is doing and the intent behind it and facebook's also put in rigorous policies around you know spamming and all that yeah 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 your point done well, it's incredibly powerful um, and meets the needs of the users on their terms, on their time with ease and less friction. Mm-hmm. And I think every user wants that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think, you know, when you first start a business, you do have more time initially. So you can fend those questions off yourself. You know, you've got time to email, you've got time to DM, you've got time to do all those things. But as your business gets busier, you don't have time to answer, you know, the 5,000 people that have to ask the same question from you. You need to at some point put some automation. And I think most business owners are pretty savvy and aware of the value of automation in a number of key areas of their business already. I think emails are a perfect one. Most people start there with that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, other automated tasks for like onboarding clients and things like that. But again, you know, this is another form of automation that's like you said, meeting the client on their terms, meeting the person, the user on their terms and meeting them on a device and on a platform that they're using all 
the time. Now I know like I run webinars, I, you know, have a lot of sort of opt-in style um, content because I predominantly offer online courses and, you know, for me, and we were just talking before we hit record, I really want to look at some sort of, you know, messenger option to, you know, keep people reminded about things because I know they're on their phone and they get that ding and they can see it right there and they open it, but they're not necessarily going to open their email. Some people don't even get email notifications on their phone because they get so many emails a day. So yeah. it, 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 it's just, um, you know, just really opening your eyes to what the power could be for it. And I think if you're sitting there going that, um, you know, messenger marketing or um, chatbots is intrusive, I think you really need to think about, um, you know, that anything can be intrusive. Mm-hmm. Your email marketing can be intrusive. Your, you know, if you're going to get 30 emails from someone in a week or something like that, like any form of what you do could potentially be intrusive. But if you've got the right strategy and everything behind it, then it's not going to be and you're not going to miss out on that human element. And I really liked how you said that it takes them through that process and then once they need a human, it's handed over at a much better stage, which mm-hmm. is going to be more cost effective. If you're paying team and staff and everything, like, the flow and effect to that's phenomenal, really. A hundred percent. And the value from the experience, both as a business, so cost-effective and operational, any action the user takes, and there's multiple. So if you can imagine a conversation happening with us and I'm picking, selecting buttons for yes and no and yeah. in text, and um, on the back end of the bot, you can tag those experiences up, attributing it to me, Aoife, personalized to as a user so coming into segmentation I can go into a specific niche bucket that as a brand um who wants to nurture and grow their uh, data or their consumer base or their fan base they can talk to them on the products or the interests that are the topics of interest yeah. to you know that's incredibly powerful um and I think coming to the point of spam and you know it comes back to the the brand positioning and the value of what you're actually delivering into the marketplace, consumers will either love or they hate you. And if they love you and you're providing value and it's actually valuable to them and what they're digesting in content, they want to hear from you. Yeah. It comes down to content marketing, you know, like if you're going to constantly be selling, like I'm always saying, you know, you need to sell at some point, but not every post on Instagram needs to be by my stuff. Not every email that you send needs to be buy my thing or here's my sale. So it's the same with the same principle that, you know, you still have to be able to provide value and that content marketing aspect to it. It's just in a a different format to what, you know, maybe they've explored before. And what we're finding, it's actually becoming a very personalized um, private environment. So um, we have had personalities and brands in the states that are sending exclusivity to a VIP community, for instance, and they yeah. simply communicate on Messenger to their um, audience. So they all send out daily um, kind of notifications on, uh, you know, uh, manifesting and all this kind of stuff and, and, and how-to tips. So it's private to them in an environment that is um, digestible. What we're finding by communicating, the brand's communicating in a chatbot in Facebook Messenger privately, what we're seeing is that the consumer or the user is actually coming back with real insightful information because believe it or not, when people are saying they want that human connection, there isn't an element of um, 
fear as well from the, tr- you know, when you know that you're talking to someone, are you going to be brutally honest? Um, are you going to be emotionally connected to say you how yes. you think? Yeah. Oh, so what we're finding even in simple um, fun experiences like quizzes, for instance, of like why you'd like to win this. We're finding really deep and meaningful, genuine, like heartfelt things you would not tell a human. Yeah. Um, so that's been a real unique uh very a great discovery for us brands because they're bringing that back to the business and they're saying holy crap this is real insight about our user and who who our our consumer is so and then they're building that experience in or whatever comes out of it so yeah that closed private environment is certainly the pivot and I think holistically we need to understand just outside of bots or outside of Facebook messenger you know Zuckerberg holds the keys to the strategy here he has a um annual meeting called F8 that he says what where they are pushing attention to last year it was Facebook Messenger it was private groups you know that's off the back of Cambridge Analytica and you know news feeds and just all sorts they're trying to lock down so he's pivoting the sheep which we are as you know users (laughs) into these closed private environments so from a strategic um point and if you feel that you need if you're on the fence of do I need to invest time in this area I'm here to tell you that you're going to be your customers are there yeah you need to kind of um start learning and listening and start and um, implementing for sure yeah and look if you even look at and I always I've always said like if Facebook Mark Zuckerberg doesn't do things by chance right he does it for a reason he's a businessman so you know if, whenever they start to invest energy, time, money into new features on a key part of the platform, you know for sure that people are there and people and they're they're making money off that. So like ads in Messenger were, you know, a big thing that started was that ads into your Messenger inbox. And then they recently introduced the Messenger Rooms, which is kind of like that Zoom-esque sort of thing where, um, you know, you can give someone an external link and someone who isn't even on Facebook can join that Messenger Room now. So they don't even have to have a Facebook account to be able to join in that. You can close the room off. Like it's a little bit like, it's almost like Zoom crossed with house party almost. It's kind of like what I see the messenger rooms. The only thing it can't, it can share screens and everything. The only thing it can't do is you can't schedule a time, like it's a live Zoom room link. But that I think that will probably definitely come. So in sat, like you said, they, you know, it is a place that they're investing money in. And because of that, the people start to use it more. And that's the that's the strategy, you know, he's yeah. putting that into that private environment. Yeah. Longer term play, he has a piece of work called interoperability. And what that means is that he's actually combining the, um, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Direct, which DM, and WhatsApp into yeah. one unit. So when you're looking at the users of billions of people just on Facebook Messenger, and then you're looking at WhatsApp, and then you're looking at Instagram. So if you've won bot experience in those three assets, that's a whole different utility. That's a whole yeah. different place to communicate one to one with the users in yeah. their on on their terms and you know even from us as a public person like if you like comment and share in someone's post you're endorsing that you might not necessarily you I might be you know in corporate and I don't want to endorse someone half naked on Instagram who knows but I really like her bikini you know yeah (laughs) if I'm in you know there's all those kind of preconceptions so if you're in a private environment you can have that you can engage with your users you know um and it's private. So I think that is definitely the value and the value of the audience being pushed to those three utilities into one is incredibly powerful. Oh, it's, it's 
And yes, it's really nice. powerful. Yeah. And to note on that from from the evolution of the space it's not just social networks we are also looking at um mobile devices and yep. if we go back to the uh simple sms has been around for however donkey's years since we've been on mobiles right um sms is going through an upgrade to 2.0 and what that means is um there's big honchos from google and samsung and wonderful vodafones on this big round table to essentially upweight the experience to have that similar to messenger um, buttons and gifts and yeah. um, actually uh communication with brands so yeah cool stripping that on an SMS feature, when that starts to come through in the next 24 months, you can actually have your bot connected to an SMS feature and have that same thing. That's so crazy. It's so important to know that the way that we are going to communicate with one another yeah. is through chat and it will be through voice as well. So and look forward to the future. Like, what does this mean? What's coming? And it's important to know that, like, uh, honestly, like, I love my text message reminders. Love them. I get them from my osteopath. I get them from the doctor, get them from a special, I even get them from a hairdresser. I love them because even though it's in my diary, you know, and the, the ones I love particularly are the ones that put the nice little, you know, there's personalization in there. But, you know, if for some reason, you know, you can't make it that day, it's like, oh shit, I do actually have to ring them and cancel that. Like there's so much, there's so many benefits to, to it for sure. So I, I think I was going to ask you what are the key benefits, but I think we've kind of really covered that in the last like five to 10 minutes. So can you kind of share what are some of the, what are some of the sort of simple chatbots that people could consider if they've never really thought about it before they've got zero set up in their business what are like the key go-tos that you normally look at with people uh, yeah I mean we very we start with when we chat to small to medium business we basically look at where, what their where their pain point is right yeah and so to that point um uh, from a service-based business with a hairdresser or a dentist or a chiropractor that sms going out and reminding people because they're solving a problem of people forgetting and the, the human front line. So we usually go in and utility base. That's a very simple um, uh, strategy that we can implement with a bot and using SMS as well to bring them into the experience. Um, from a service-based level, then we can actually track if they do have an appointment with, for instance, the dentist, and we know that it was at 2 p.m., we can have a schedule 4 p.m. Um, message that goes back out to rate your experience. How did you go? Yeah. Put cool. those reviews in. Yeah, the, and then that will push into, yeah, so we'll have deep links in that can push into even Google, for instance, and they can write it directly there. Or, you know, they can do whatever you want to do with it. So it's it's very high on the the best practice is how you can communicate with the user. So that's really for service-based level. Um, to be honest, the most simplest thing that any, every small, medium business right now needs to set up a ManyChat account, go on, log in, it's free, and you literally connect it to your Facebook Messenger. Um, you don't have to do anything with it. Essentially, what you're doing is future-proofing your business. And offline, we just had a conversation with the moment someone's coming into, once you just hook it in, and it's literally pressing a button, um, once someone comes into your DMs and Facebook Messenger, they essentially press a button saying, get started, they join your subscriber list. That's you have them as a customer on your list. They're there. You know them. What you can do with that afterwards is actually send out sponsor. If if you don't have a funnel set up and kind of the strategy in place, maybe you want to consider in six months. We can revive, go into it in six months and send out a sponsored message directly to the user. Yeah. The other value is then if you're already playing in paid media, is that you can um, pixel them up and they can get pushed 
from ManyChat and they get pushed into Business Manager as a custom audience. And you can start sending them whatever your funnel is. So it even filters into good old Facebook ads. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the first simplest thing. If if you're like, right, you know, Q4 next year, I'm going to look at bots. What can I do today? Literally take 10 minutes out of your day, open up a free account and just plug it in. That's future. That's the simplest thing I, I would advise. Second is start getting familiar, like start actually opening your mindset to learning what we what what chat is and what you can do with it. Um, and then the second is, um, yeah, understanding a what's your immediate pain point. So for webinars, for instance, you want people to have an attendance. You want to remind them in the moment that is meaningful to them. Um, to turn up right so that's an immediate issue so um, it's really just understanding how you can put in niche very simple uh, don't uh, go on a sugar high with everything initially (laughs) and then build on that and that's the simplest thing about it out of FAQs you know you have you have a consumer coming in or your DMs are flooded with the straightforward you know when what's delivery on something right yeah have that predefined and actually serving the customer already. And um, I can see for e-com, like there's e-com get a lot of questions that are very similar. And it's not that that information isn't available. It's just that people just don't know where to find it. it, it, it and they just, they don't want to find it either. They just want to ask and get the answer. And, you know, I, you know, I've got a couple of clients that have got big fashion labels and they're just like, yeah, if I didn't have that stuff set up that's all they would be doing is answering do you have this in this size what's your delivery time frame like all those questions that you don't need to be paying a person to answer that stuff like that's simple questions that can easily be automated and that's like um, when we say we like to automate the mundane so you can create an experience worthwhile yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Actually, that's the most important thing. And actually, in the last two weeks, um, many channels announced an integration specifically with Shopify. So cool. um, Facebook ads, Shopify, many, like, you know, it's just yeah. on steroids. Now. Yeah, it's just, and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, on e-com, you're leaving money on the table for sure. Yeah. Like, it's not even... So that kind of leads then into the next question is, what, what are some of the less common types that you see around that are really powerful. So um, I think people would immediately probably go to Facebook Messenger, um, you know, maybe like a sales funnel sort of thing maybe, but like what are some of the less common sort of ones you see that work really well? Um, We can integrate um, an actual callback with a bot. I think that's incredibly powerful. So for instance, if I was to ring an organization and I press one, um, that could pre, uh, and I wanted service or I wanted to book an appointment or I wanted to book a table restaurants. Perfect use case for this. Wanted to book a table, ringing the mobile number, didn't pick up, press one. If they press one, we can actually, um, with the third party we plug in, we can activate a message script like SMS. And then they um, will click a link and they can actually book a table through the bot. So again, you're not, if, if for, especially for small businesses. So if you're a beautician and you're, you know, shaping someone's brows and the phone's ringing, that's a lead, right? And yeah. Pick up yeah. the phone. <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of the use cases that we're helping small businesses do. Um, the other element is um, it's an extension of bots, a little bit more advanced, but people haven't started to integrate it, is um, 
uh, beacon and uh, moment marketing. So beacon is a signal that can get sent out. And when a customer is within 50 meters of your you know, retail store, then they can get a message directly into their phone. Wow. So that's incredible. So as you can imagine with that, it's, hey, if you're a hairdresser, it could be a message saying we spots come in now. If it's a, a restaurant, it could be, you know, buy, buy one meal, get a shake free thing or whatever. Um, and that can be predetermined. So we actually uh, integrate mobile wallet, which is you just download a loyalty card and uh, which is digital loyalty card into your mobile wallet in your iPhone or your Android. Very similar to your bank card, basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I only just got Apple Pay, right? So <laughs> because I'm with Westpac, I used to work for Westpac. I mean, and they've only just come on board with Apple Pay, like recently in the last few months, like since COVID. I think obviously when people needed to be more um, like contactless, um, they they came over to the dark side because they've been holding off on it for a very long time. And now that I've got it, it's like I don't have to ever remember my card number ever again. Like it just, you can do Apple Pay on so many things that you purchase now. Like it's awesome. And that's the thing because it's all digital. It's RCS. It's, yeah, you can just tap and go. And it's the same with bots. So if you do a cafe loyalty card um, in your Apple wallet and you just tap, that's it. You know, you, you've added up your coffees and then you can get a yeah. free and they can send you a message when you're 50 meters away saying your coffee, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, Phenomenal. So I think the advancement, it's really coming down to uh, the power of the devices we have in our back pocket and what is available to the customer. And that's iPhones and Androids. And the tech spec on that has increased tenfold the last year and a half. Um, And it's just about enabling brand. And I think, you know what, I don't think it's about as much scale, as much spray and pray, you know, back in the day when I was hardcore marketer, it was like, get it in front of everyone. Yeah, for brand Sure. Now it's about niched, understanding our customers more, actually making really valuable content for those people. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need many, you just need good and regular. And I think enables small businesses to start looking at that retention model more so than having to acquire new customers. Yeah. And that's really important. And having the ability to have that personalized experience if someone signs up to this because they want to get your information it's really really valuable rather than having to go you know get all eyeballs on it to to get a sale so um and from a cost perspective it costs more money to get a new client or a new customer than it does to keep an existing one happy and people that buy from you are more likely to purchase again if they've had a good experience they're like the best people to go to to you know to um you know to if you're looking at scaling to, to maximize that purchase and, and for someone to buy again, it's the people that have already had a good experience with you. So same with your followers, even, you know, the audience that you've got, it's easier to engage the existing audience that you've got and keep them happy before you start worrying about trying to go out and get another 3000 followers. So it really, you know, put more focus on your retention strategy. Yeah. You- they bought a cleanser and it takes approximately three months for them to buy a new cleanser, then you actually start nurturing when that audience is coming back. Now, to be fair, now the tech is available small to medium businesses, small to medium businesses with, you know, active campaign and with now many chat, you can segment those audience. You, it's at scale. You, you just, once they're tagged up and segmented properly in the back end, it's just about that recurring campaign. And I know I appreciate, um, you know, 
to be honest, you know what? People aren't doing it. Even large brands aren't doing that retention strategy. I wish they would do it more. Costco probably or something. Because <laughs> Or <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's I think the future is um to really if you have customers, nurture them, be valuable and put the energy into them and then the halo effect will grow. And you can do that with bots and you can do that with um, you know, automation like active campaign and Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it all speaks to each other now. I love that because that I'm and I'm always having this conversation is that there's so much energy on the acquisition. There's so much, and particularly in marketing, like living in that in that industry, that's what I do, particularly social media. Everyone's after the next follower. Everyone's after the next thing, you know. So mm. it's it's all on the acquisition. But like I was saying before, it's easier to keep the existing people happy and to nurture them. You know, if you've got 2,000 followers but you've only got 100 clients, then, you know, the odds are there's probably quite a few hundred there that you could have, you could nurture better. Um, and and to convert and keep them happy or, you know, they might recommend you even if they don't become a customer themselves. But, um, yeah, there's so much emphasis on that acquisition and there needs to be more on the nurturing and the client care than what we currently have. Absolutely. And that's coming back to that human-human connection, right? Yeah. Invest in your people and don't look at um, enabling. By, by investing in tools, enabling you to do it faster and more efficiently isn't actually um, sacrificing the the service level or the love for your customer. It's giving you more time to give, you know, more, more back. Yes. That's I am. Um, it's funny. Like I, I spent 17 years in finance um, and I come from like coaching and leadership and learning and development and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's where my coaching skills come from. But I, in all those years I had a drill, we had it drilled into us about that, you know, retention piece. Like we would get reports on how many customers we had lost that month. And we would have to ring them. There was a full retention strategy. Like if someone was going to take their home loan somewhere else, that they, you couldn't do that easily. Like there was a full process to get that done. And even like um, people just simply coming up to see like a front of house teller type of person, we would get rated every month based on what the customers said about the service. And if it was no good, it was like, it was bad. Like it was bad news. If you didn't get that good score, you, you were basically cast out. So, um, you know, it was really drilled into me all those years of, you know, the customer care, client care and nurturing that those people and keeping them happy. Um, but if you haven't been exposed to that and you, like I had 17 years living in that time. So it was easy for me to bring that over to my business, but it's not necessarily things that people necessarily know because you can start a business on a, on a dime these days. So it is stuff that we, you know, you need to learn. And, um, you know, I think the more we have conversations like that, as you can tell, I'm quite passionate about that the more we have conversations like that, the, the better it, we're going to be able to help people put those better processes in place. You know, yeah. whether it's, Human connection, bots, email, whatever it is that you're doing. It's your, um, you know, your strategy, your longevity in surviving after the three, yeah. five years. Like, yeah. 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 So um, let's talk about tech quickly before we, we wrap on up. So uh, I know a lot of people get really put off with tech because, you know, there's a lot of tech that you need to learn when you're starting a business and growing a business and scaling a business. Um, I know you mentioned uh, ManyChat before, um, and a couple of others, and you said, you know, it would be really simple just to set up a, an account and link it to your Facebook. So, yeah. like, how really, like, how challenging is the tech and what, is, what are some of your tips there? 
Um, my go-to and any advice for a business owner when they are starting and have multiple hats is to go to things that aren't coded. So no code, just you need to, even from, you need to empower yourself to be able to change something. Yeah. Whether you do it and it's not going to be long-term strategy because you can't be doing everything, but to at the start and certainly to have that um, power and not having to invest in something to manage it constantly, you have to have a level of knowledge, right? Or yeah. have a tool that you're able to quickly Google it and go, oh, right, okay, da, 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 da. grant, I can do that. Um, so hence why I would advise going definitely no code, um, which would be ManyChat. Or yeah, ManyChat is, is certainly we endorse and um, it's where they're at in the marketplace from a tech it's, it's signed sealed delivered they're in bed with facebook just yeah just go with it um it's a no-brainer that would be the one advice the second advice is if it's a quick win and you just want to set something up with them you know uh, general faqs kind of maybe booking into a calendar um you know just really simple automations mm-hmm. then go and invest and buy a template off a professional bot builder if you want to do it quick, so you know you can buy templates for like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. I didn't even know that. There you go. That's such a great tip. <laughs> so go, but again, I suppose what word of warning: we are in infancy state. There's a lot of cowboys out there. Just make sure yeah. that you are going to get it with the right 100%. people. Um, so yeah, to have that ability, plug it in, and then very similar to like um, Squarespace, right? Or yeah. you know, you just go and you plug it and put everything in. Yeah. That would be the secondary tip and kind of see what happens. Then the third is where kind of we set small businesses up like that. And then we kind of hand over the keys. We do a bit of a training and go, look, if there's any issues, just get in touch. Honestly, if you apply some time, you can actually manage it. But the I suppose the start is when you're starting from a blank canvas, like anything in the world, it's kind of like daunting and you just don't even know what to do. So I think when there's, um, if you buy a template and input that, then, you know, you kind of can see how the pieces work and you can kind of have a little play a lot easier and a lot faster. Um, and then the second is once you see the value of that and if it is um, addressed to, you know, a uh, problem within the business, which we always advise for it to do, is then to kind of upweight that. So you can start putting in, um, you know, additional strategies, probably invest in someone to do that. Yeah. If you don't want to invest the time yourself. Um, yeah. And that's probably the, the, the quickest way to get involved and to set your business up. As I said, the first is just open a free account and plug it in. And at least you have that future proof. of That's not hard to do. Super not hard. It's honestly going into settings of Facebook and add. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, go to ManyChat, sign up with your email address and whatever. There's the account, go to Facebook, add the, add it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's child's play. Like honestly it's not a big deal. Um, and you can't break anything. Even if you do that, you're not, you haven't touched anything. So, <laughs> yeah. and I think it's about just becoming, um, everything is accessible, you know, um, a large, like Yarnly, yeah, we're in tech and we build bots and we work with big businesses and we do, you know, crazy things. Some days, everything is achievable. If you're yeah. open to applying time and you want to learn, there is no obstacle in doing that. Um, and that's what I really want to enable, yeah. you know, don't be frightened of it. That's just a, a mindset thing. It's, it's incredibly attainable. There's multiple YouTubes if you get stuck. Um, and then if you want to really have a decent strategy and you want to um, bring it into your omni channel and omnipresent with your email and your web chat and, you know, your messengers and, and sync it all up, 
go with someone that can help support setting that up. Yeah. And then, I mean, in our in our world, we then either go and train an in-house team and then hand over the keys, go, look, here's your engine. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And we, you know, come back and consult with strategy in later days. Or alternatively, we manage the whole process. It just depends on how the business wants to engage with us. Yeah. Um, yeah and that that's kind of the first three steps but it's definitely just um don't be afraid of it empower yourself and just start learning because you know everyone i did um and the thing is in this space with even you know ai and we get into the big stuff everyone is learning this is incredibly new space um and everyone essentially in some degree is on the same playing field so if you are interested in you know social and what the future of social looks like this is essentially what that next stage is going to be and we're at the infant stage you know it's all so new you can't break things and it is only digital you know yeah. so 100 percent. so that has been like honestly so eye-opening like i've really enjoyed the chat just myself <laughs> i've learned so much from it myself as well and i know that everyone out there will have too and like you said it's in infancy so it's things that people aren't doing now and if you haven't if you like kind of struck um chatbots off the list saying no that's not something i want to do hopefully this this episode has done nothing else but open your eyes to what's possible with it and has made you start to think a little bit more positively about it because i think the people that have had that have that mindset they've normally seen a bad one and it's like i don't want to be that person but you don't have to be that person like there's so much there available it helps on so many facets of your business and um yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that with us so if anyone listening wants to connect with you where's the best place to find you and um, you can pop over to our website which is yarnly.ai or on instagram same handle would love to connect love to meet i'm in the dms it's me a real human yeah <laughs> So yeah, yeah, would love to chat and certainly just reach out if if anyone needs uh, look additional guidance or support by all means just just pop in the DM and I'm more than happy um to help support any small medium business. And I know it's definitely you in the DMs because I think the stories that we've interacted with it's been like like I think one of mine was um when we were just going into lockdown and I did a story I was like thank God that there's no, um, no one's hoarding wine and there's still wine at the bottle shop. And you were like, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think, and I think that's a strategy of ours. We're very open and very, um, crass in some degree because, you know, people think bots are these dirty like, share, comment, all this stuff I used to get at the start. So I'm like, no real human, real with the three-year-old yeah 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 yeah, definitely and that's no easy feat either having a business with a three-year-old I'm like mine are at school so I feel like life's pretty easy for me like when we were homeschooling it wasn't easy but now they're back at school it's like back to you know, back to normality you, you're where you need to be you definitely need to be there um so mommy can get some work done but yeah thank you so much for being on the um show today um it's been awesome thank you for having me no worries Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.